Welcome to the Millionaire Next Door podcast with Robert Curtis, CFP, accredited investment fiduciary from Signature Estate and Investment Advisors. In this podcast, we help successful wealth accumulators like you looking to transition to a work optional lifestyle by helping you build strategies for growing and maintaining your wealth. Robert draws from years of experience and fiduciary responsibility and interviews guest experts to help you build reliable strategies to grow and maintain your wealth. Now, on to the show. It's a new year, Rob Curtis, and one that I, Patrice Sakura, certainly hope is treating you well so far. How did 2021 wrap up for you? How is 2022 beginning? You are telling me the weather there is beautiful. I don't want to hear it, but tell me more. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, <laughs> the weather is beautiful today. We we had a huge amount of snow in uh, over the holidays in the Sierras, like 10 to 20 feet at places. But uh, now it's nice and things are green. And um, 2021 finished finished well. 2022 is starting well. I know it's a, a challenging time for a, a lot of folks, you know, um, mm -hmm. with this variant spreading. And uh, we've been really healthy here, thank goodness. But I feel like I'm on walk, walking on eggshells partially just to, to, to avoid the thing because it's yeah. rampant. Um, a lot of anxiety I see just generally speaking amongst people. It's just kind of the sign of the times. But so I'm not making light of anything, but the the year was a great year for me, for my team, for the majority of our clients. Things things did really well. 2022 is starting off very, very well. You know, our focus was on just fit and you know, the the fit is good. We're going through some challenging times. It's sort of highlighted the value of um, the advice and our relationship, and that's just deepened. That that's been my focus. I, you know, I have a great appreciation for the the clients I get to work with, and we just worked on refining the practice throughout the whole year. That's an ongoing process, but we really took it to heart. And the reality of it is, I mean, I don't have to do this, but I get to do this. It, it's a real honor. It's a right. calling. I really enjoy it. Um, we're just trying to find good fits that that we really jive and we can help be a meaningful partner to folks through whatever challenges they face, good times and bad. And, you know, we, we do that. So we really relish that. And we're just looking to have more meaningful conversations in 2022. So tell, tell me more. Tell me more about the conversations you've had and what you're hoping to have. Yeah, for sure. I, I have a great story I heard I thought would be worth sharing. Okay. It, it actually came from another advisor. I love this story and want to tell it. And I think it really highlights the value of like a relationship like we have with clients. And, and so let me just tell the story. Mm -hmm. And I think you'll see where the value came in. So it was actually, as I mentioned, another advisor, but I really love this story. And it's, it's very applicable. The advisor was referred by 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 a CPA to to a couple. This was a husband and a wife, and the the husband was a successful attorney. He was a partner in a pretty prominent you know law firm. And uh, so, at any rate, the the advisor reached out to the couple. He called and got the wife on the line, and introduced himself and said that your CPA said we should talk and. Um, 
et cetera, et cetera. Here's who I am. Here's what I do. And the woman says, well, you know, I really don't think we'd be good candidates for you. I don't really think we, you know, we have a need for a financial advisor. And he said, well, what are you, what are you talking about? Tell me a little bit more. And she says, you know, we're really struggling here. We have a lot of debt. We're not, we're spending more than we're taking in. We're, we're kind of struggling here. So at this point, the advisor's thinking, thank you so much, Mr. CPA, for this wonderful referral. What a great idea. But, but before he does that, he delves a little bit deeper. And the wife uh, tells the advisor, you know, we've had some challenges. My, my husband, he started forgetting things and um, a number of things. And he, he was embarrassed. He was really embarrassed. And he was also very concerned in his law practice that he, if he were to forget some material details on a case, this could be extremely costly, right. giant liability, a major disservice to the client. And he was just really worried about this. So, um, and with the embarrassment, he, he decided he'd recently resigned from his, his firm. And uh, the advisor says, well, hold on just a minute. Did you send out a letter on this or how have you actually done this? And he goes, oh yeah, we, we sent the letter out. The letter went out, the partners accepted it. He just resigned very recently. And the advisor says, well, hold on a minute. You need to, what you need to do is rescind that letter immediately. And the wife says, well, what are you talking about? Why, why would we do that? That, you know, that doesn't, I don't get it. And he says, well, what we have going on here is a disability event. And they, they talk a little bit further. So at any rate, they rescind the letter, the partners at the firm accept that. Um, and they had a very good relationship. Fast forward a couple of months later, a check comes in the mail for from the insurance company for $2 million. And the, well, the kicker is, the kicker is it's all tax free too. Well, well. So, yeah. So, so talk about a life changing conversation. And now they've actually engaged that advisor and they have something to manage and it's made just a giant difference, you know, in their lives. So I really love that story. That's, the kinds of things we can do, but that one I really thought was worth sharing. All right. Well, tell me about how you help clients transition into retirement. Yeah, for, for sure. We're seeing a lot of that accelerated with COVID or just, just people hitting milestones age 65 or it's time to move on. We're just seeing a lot of clients sort of planning a flag into retirement, as I call it. You know, sometimes they're wondering you know, what they're going to do with that transition time. Are they going to golf? Are they going to, you know, boat, travel, <laughs> hike, whatever they like to do. We have a lot of conversations. And I, I had one that recently retired from a, a NASA position. Uh, he works for Jet Propulsion Labs here near our home in Pasadena. Um, met with him about a month later, coordinated his whole retirement. And he was actually told me he's back working on a, cons as, on a, as a consultant. Yeah. So here's a PhD and, you know, and, and so sometimes they wonder, we see a lot of folks go into some type of consulting or, sure. or maybe they just want to be done with it. You know, there's a lot of people that uh, clearly experience some work from home and they, they don't want to go back to, you know, 
um, being in the office at eight o'clock and there till six and et cetera. So mm-hmm. we have these conversations quite a bit, but we're seeing a lot of that accelerated. We have a lot of conversations about, you know, health, wellness, longevity, mindset in retirement. What are you going to retire to? What are you going to do? So, you know, this is over and above. Yeah, go ahead. Rob, do you think uh-huh. this is because of COVID? Is, is that why this is happening? I think it's accelerated it for sure. I think it's made people think about what, you know, how they want to live their lives going forward, that every day is a gift. The question is, then are they in a position to do this, you know? And then we have that discussion. Sometimes they're working just for health care or the benefits, or sometimes we can stick it out a little bit longer. But I think people are having more moments of truth of what they want to do and how they want to continue to live their life. So, I mean, there's always these initial concerns. Do they have enough assets, you know, not to outlive their money? We, we obviously have those conversations and they're very fundamental, but we're trying to delve deeper. If, if that's clear, we've done the work on that. We're trying to really look at more aspirational goals, what's what's going to make them happy, you know, whether they just want to visit with their grandkids, maybe a little consulting mm-hmm. would be good. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I do think it's accelerated things. And we, we've seen a lot of folks or I've seen some people that um, in this case, the gentleman at, at NASA, he just gave up his administrative, you know, capacities. Now he's just a pure consultant. So he doesn't have to worry about that. Or we, we saw other people in you know, healthcare. I had some clients who were sort of like high-level administrators in city government. You know, city managers, things like that. They, they, COVID presented a lot of challenges for them. It's a really stressful job, and and some of them have retirement plans where they can go on. But but we look at that, and I do think it accelerated things, and um, it's a different dynamic for a lot of folks, and they're ready to. Um, you know, maybe live a little bit differently, but we, we're having a lot of conversations about that. So mm. I love this phrase you've got here in your notes um, <laughs> attributed to Wayne Gretzky, but really it was his father. Tell me this quote. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, Wayne Gretzky, the hockey great. I, one of the things I've always heard about him was that the reason he was so much different or was so much more successful in addition to being a great athlete, you know, versus his other players is he always everybody else focused on where the puck was and they went to the puck. He actually was anticipating where the puck was going to go in the future. And that's where he went to. And so, um, you know, we're trying to, apparently that was actually his father who said that, but uh, (laughs) we're, we're trying to do that a lot through our conversations, through our interactions, through our process of just, um, you know, anticipating where the puck is actually going so we can be there, not where it's at at this current moment. So that goes into the retirement, et cetera. You know, we're, we're focusing a lot on what we call our form goals for clients, family, occupation, recreation. M is the money, the things that make that happen. But what we're finding is, is family almost always come to, comes to the top of the list. Yeah, for sure. I mean, our main focus is on multi-generational family planning. And it's not only, you know, wealth and worth, et cetera, but oftentimes what I'm really liking it, it's values, mm-hmm. sort of these values of how they're carried on from one generation to the next. I, I've been 
really fortunate to work with second and third generation clients. And sometimes those, you know, the original parents are, are still with us. Uh, sometimes they've passed on, but oftentimes I work with them for, for a decade or two. And obviously as their advisor, you understand their values really well, whereas very few do, but to see that passed on to a next generation or to a grandchild, not just the money, but sometimes sort of the, you know, the work ethic or the frugality or, or where that came from, that's really important. I mean, because you, you hear of stories of uh, where some wealth is passed along and then there's a sense of entitlement or I've heard it expressed as after great earners often come great spenders. <laughs> so, I yes. mean, that can be a parent's concern. And obviously, when you have two or three kids, you know, they could approach it differently. But I've been fortunate to work with a lot of a lot of families where those values carried through. And sometimes that's a process we can facilitate uh, a little bit just to make sure. I mean, at the, as they move further along, they know they have enough. They just want to know those assets will will carry on well and, and be well used. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned Sorry. entitlement. How do you how do you teach a kid? They are not entitled to anything. I don't know how you teach that. It, um, Do you live it? I, well, I think these values are passed along, but hopefully they take. And as a parent, you're always doing your best to instill values. And sometimes you can do that a little bit more intentionally. Some people don't have it. I, I can recall a meeting we had where we were introduced to a client to, to um the, the parents were both doctors and then they asked their, their adult child. He was like a 21 year old. who was a student at Berkeley and he was studying economics and literally thought he knew everything. And I'm not trying to, you know, the, the fact is he, you know, he parked his Tesla right outside and was charging it that he got at 18 years old. And there was this sort of, feeling of entitlement. And there was this overall sense of, I just don't know if this is going to be a great fit for us. So I don't know how you teach entitlement. You always hope that you do all these things. Uh, I guess with parenting, I always say, you know, we'll, we'll tell you in 25 or 30 years. If, if <laughs> yeah. it was, if it so was, true. So true. But, did, uh, did it yeah. work? <laughs> yeah, did it work? I, you know, I even had a great conversation with my own son. I, you know, I was explaining someday he's in college, he's just a freshman, but I said, um, you know, he's a hard worker and he's a great kid and he's into science and, and et cetera. But I said, you know, if you ever wanted to come into my business, it's a great business. I can teach it to you. And I mean, he looked at me and his response, it was polite, but I mean, He's got a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, hopefully. But this is about plan Q. I mean, this is so far. He's like, <laughs> I thought you were going to say D, but Q, that's even further oh, up. I think probably his thought, his thought was no way or everything would have to go <laughs> completely wrong. And then I might be open to it. So we'll continue to have that. But, you know, another thing just real quick I'll, I'll put in there is I do enjoy engaging that next generation. And I've certain, something I've offered to a lot of clients is the opportunity to have a conversation with mom or dad's financial advisor, you know, meaning me and my team. So we've had some folks who've taken us up on this. Like we've had a high schooler where we'll talk to, we'll have a call, or maybe we're doing it on Zoom these days. 
or someone in college. I'm giving a talk. I got asked to give a talk at what's called UC Riverside, University of California, Riverside for a group of graduate students there who are looking at making career transitions and, you know, investment management or financial planning. So I can explain the business, but also, you know, mom or dad's advisor, what did they do? You know what? I've given out a book. One of the best books I've ever given out is called uh, The Richest Man in Babylon. And I actually gave it to my son when he graduated. And uh, he actually texted me um, this week and said, hey, dad, I read the first chapter and I really liked it. And I, I told him, this is all you'll really need. So I can impart these words of wisdom. We can have a conversation it doesn't have to be something they wait till they're 40 or 50. You know, I'd love to get involved in that. And, and sometimes these adult, you know, children are, you know, they might be in their, their 60s. I mean, I had a couple I just got introduced to in their 60s as adult children from a 91-year-old. They're introducing me to their, their son, who's about 37, that apparently has no idea. He's blue-collar construction guy. But we can have this conversation and we just find that really valuable. And we offer that as a service to them. And for those who want to take us up, that's great. It, it might be once a year, a check-in or an initial conversation. But we really like to do that to get to know. Because obviously, their family is so important to them. And, and they're, you know, as a parent, yeah, sure. you know, sure. you really want the best for your kids. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But now you also work with business owners. And we've talked about this before, that most of them, they're kicking and screaming. They don't want to leave the business. <laughs> they're, but their their wealth is, their value, not their values, their wealth is tied up in that business. If they yes. Go, if they go, what happens? And how do you bring them around to understand that the business isn't everything? It's not life. Yeah, so for, for sure. I mean, we deal with a lot of estate planning issues. Uh, I'm also working with a number of business owners and business succession is a giant thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's in my own experience, it's often not, not all that successful. I mean, I, I have a client this week who sent me a check for deposit and investment that, that sold some shares in a business and there's two more payments coming. She did it right. Um, but the majority of these business owners, they don't. They just don't spend the time on it. You know, we've engaged it into our process and in estate planning. I mean, a lot of people have trust. They do get that done. But some people just, I've seen a lot of people where they don't take the time to do it. And business owners are sort of notorious for it. So, you know, I'm going to say that just on the estate planning front, the power of a will or a trust it's to remove so much burden on the next generation. So, you know, after the emotional devastation of losing someone comes the minefield of that emotional process and also the engagement of so many professionals. So thus me and my team, have we've really built in navigating this um, as an essential part of, a, of our process. And in the business owners, there could be the estate plan, but the business succession plan often doesn't get done. So where we see it done and done successfully and the business is maybe sold to a family member at, at market value or, or a bidder at, at full value, that's fantastic. But it's so rare. I mean, these business owners, they spend like 99% of their time on operations, mm -hmm. acquiring new clients, top line sales, 
hiring and firing people. And they view estate and business succession planning as a complete time drain. I mean, they, they think it's an hour of their life that they'll never get back. And it'll take away from an hour of running or growing their business. And so when I come across this, you know, we got to bring it up very delicately, but it, it could, it's often their largest asset by far. Right. But when I, you know, when I hear that kind of resistance to, to, to having a coordinated succession plan, my, my response is, you know, are you kidding me? This, this is, this is giant. This is maybe three or four decades of building up a business. And the transition to that is a very delicate thing. Every business should be built to be ultimately sold at some point for maximal value, enterprise value. That's the role. And if, if it's to keep it in the family or things like that, but you want to keep the value of that enterprise intact. So I, I really try and impress upon them that they need to focus on that. And again, we see this not, you know, occasionally this goes successfully and I, I applaud those business owners. But in reality, unfortunately, Many of these business owners, I hate to put it this way, they literally die at their desk. Mm. And it's not just a metaphor. I mean, it, it could be like a 50% chance of happening. So at least if that were to occur, we want to know they have a formal coordinated succession plan in right. place that will go into place. And as I like to say, if they don't have a business succession or a coordinated estate plan, I mean, they will be remembered by their family and heirs, just maybe not so fondly. Um, so, I mean, we can add a lot of value in that space. We've engaged it into our process. We're always looking to have more meaningful conversations, and that's a big, big value driver for us. So That's awesome. I'm hearing all those wonderful birds in the background. I can only imagine how beautiful it is there right now. So how can listeners reach out and, and get to you in this beautiful place where you live? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this beautiful, well, you know, we try, I think emailing is a good thing. It's rcurtis, C-U-R-T-I-S-S -S, at seia.com. Uh, one can connect on Facebook, on LinkedIn as well. Robert Curtis, you'll find me. One thing I did want to put out, Patrice, I get a lot of great questions from clients I'd like to do maybe a future podcast, sort of a, an ask me anything. We, we call it an AMA. Yeah. yeah. So if anybody has questions, I'll take a look and I'd love to bring it up on the podcast and share. You know, a lot of times when people have questions, it's a, a lot of people have the same questions. So, so reach out to me, maybe put in the text, uh, you know, AMA, you know, millionaire next door podcast. I mean, I, I had sure. one from a, client who recently she manages a retirement plan she kind of asked me and you know i've noticed the market's going up and down uh, recently and you know and i mean is this normal and I, I won't get into it now but i said yeah it's completely normal in fact it's been a lot less volatile than than usual but these are the kind of questions we get or it could be something else about the issues we talked about wonderful yeah. idea rob yeah well you know, we'd love to, we'd love to just take a whole podcast of, of folks doing that. So, so thanks to my loyal listeners here. Apparently we're trending up. Our numbers are good. Top 25% of all podcasts. <laughs> and we're still, we're still um, trending strong in a couple of African countries. Uh, I have no, no re idea <laughs> why I, I have not received emails about large transfers from um, 
and people he represent it? the royal. I was yes. concerned that was the reason, but <laughs> so any rate, uh, we'll see if we get any go. questions from there too. Yeah, perfect. All right, Rob Curtis of Signature Estate and Investment Advisors. Rob is the host of this podcast, The Millionaire Next Door. Make sure you know when the new episodes are ready. Follow, and of course, share with friends and family. And now, email. Tell us what you want answered. We'll have a great conversation. I'm Patrice Sakora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to the Millionaire Next Door podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Signature Estate and Investment Advisors or Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.